Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630-CHAD. Stoffer in the 630 Chad Studios, along with my main man, Brendan Escott, bringing you Oilers Now on 630 Chad, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Tonight is the night. The Cult at the River Cree. And speaking of the River Cree, it's a Friday. That means Elliot Friedman will be coming down the pipe at 1235 with some interesting comments. He had some intriguing things to discuss on a uh, radio show in another market, so we'll have to hit on that as well. The NHL draft about uh, two weeks away from today. From Sportsnet, he was in Buffalo with us, uh, works on their junior hockey package, and is uh, their draft guru, Sam Cosentino, at 135. In between that time at 105, I, I wonder, do we got anything to talk about that happened in last night's hockey game? I don't know. Oh, man. We'll uh, get to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Again, limited tickets still available for the cult tonight at the River Cree. Check out Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line out in Fort Saskatchewan. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Brendan. Hat tip to you, man, because that was your. You picked the song. I was going to go down. And you're like Bob, man. That's the cult's here tonight. Let's get after it. So that's a pretty. They should open the. They should open the. Uh, you know, the show with that. I think that's a great song. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of energy, eh? Now, am I dating myself because I admit that I liked those guys back in the day? I don't think so. Either, you know what? If you're good, you know. If you're good, you translate. It's, it's that simple. Um. So much to get to. My, oh my, did you watch that game last night, Brendan? 
What'd you have to say? Uh, wow, that's yet another gaffe. And I don't know in what world, I don't know in what world, Bob, that isn't uh, a trip, more likely a slew foot in my opinion. Um, it's unfortunate that these mistakes by the officials are impacting the outcome of games. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I put a tweet out last night following the game, and several of you have uh, commented on it. And when refs manage games instead of officiating them, we see what happened to Boston tonight. And for that matter, Vegas and San Jose. The officials didn't want to give Boston another power play. They'd already had a couple in the game, I think three at that point. The non-call cost the Bruins the game because, of course, there was a goal scored right after, especially when factoring in how close the two teams are talent-wise. And that's the other thing here. Like, And I'm going to go back. You know, Brendan, I... You know, I'm always going to love the U of A Golden Bear Hockey Program, and with that comes the expectation that they'll win a national championship every year because that's the standard that they've set. And there were years that I went off to nationals with Rob Dom, and there was no question who the best team was. But in a single uh, elimination knockout tournament, you know, when you're flying across the country, when you have officials that were managing games, and that's what they were doing, so the Bears would have the puck, you know, for you advanced analytics types, Alberta would be sporting a 70% Corsi in the game. But the calls would be made even in the game. And if you had a bad break or uh, a tough call at the wrong time, and the other team's pretty good, you could be knocked off. I remember one year, uh, Rob and me flew back, it was in 2004, and Alberta had gone to the Nationals with a record of 38-0-2 that year. 38-0-2. They hadn't lost a game in the regular season. And the Bears, the tournament was in Fredericton, New Brunswick, UNB, who now have a very good program. But at that point, maybe hadn't quite established themselves yet. And so it's a home game for UNB. They're the host school. It's a national semifinal game. And they put the whistles away. And it was river hockey. And... You know, the Bears blew a 4-2 lead, fell behind 5-4. Dustin Schwartz, the Oilers goalie coach, that was probably his toughest start as a Golden Bear player. He had the highest save percentage in team history until uh, Zach Sachenko left the program this year to sign with San Jose. But uh, Bears tied it with an empty net, 5-5, lost the game in OT. And we came back, and, you know, guys were texting me, out, oh, you guys choked another one. It's like, it's, it's one game, okay? And the teams are good. And there was a disallowed goal that should have counted for Alberta. That's one call in a game. Ah, refs don't influence the game. If you, if we haven't learned anything, like right now in the NHL, by the way, Alberta won the next two years. So had they won that year, they might have had a chance for a three-peat, um, ultimately, because they won the next two years at home. We were hosting the national championships. Front front page of the – how's this? Front page of the uh, – Edmonton Sun when we came home, 2005, U of A folding bears. They tied the game with an empty net with 30 seconds left and they're being called uh, fold arts, and it was funny. Things are so close. It's not like the 80s when the Edmonton Oilers were rolling out Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Yari Curry, Glenn Anderson up front. You know, four star players in their top two lines. Paul Coffey on defense, not to mention Charlie Huddy and Kevin Lowe, who were very good defensemen that did different things in their own right. And they had two goaltenders that at that time in the 1980s were two of the top 10 goalies in the world with Grant Fuhr and Annie Moog. 
like the separation between the really good teams and the below average teams. First of all, 16 out of 21 teams made it in the playoffs, which meant some bad teams made it in the playoffs. So if you lose a series in four or five games, that's not, you know what, the the chance are, chances are you probably realistically you just weren't good enough. But when you start getting into a six and seven game series, Brendan, did you see uh, the non-call that happened to Bakersfield in game one against San Diego? I did, and it was another egregious trip. Like, like, like how do you miss that? Right? Like, so it's a 2-1 game. Bakersfield's up at home. Ethan Bear walks out from behind his own goal, tries to come up the ice. He gets completely cleaved to the ice in front of both referees. They don't call it. The play stops for half a second, and then San Diego makes a pass and puts the puck in an empty net. That game goes to quadruple overtime. If they make the right call there, Bakersfield wins game one of that series. Bakersfield lost in six. They won two games in overtime, but they lost that game in game four. In a six- or seven-game series, the opponents are tight. They're close, man. There's not a lot to separate them. So when you put your whistle away and it results directly in a goal within seconds, you have impacted the outcome of the game. And this happens because we have officials who want to manage games instead of refereeing games. I'm going to take you back, Brendan, to 2006 to the playoff run that the Oilers had. And I'll never forget Edmonton was playing San Jose in game number three. Uh, first of all, in game in one of the games against Detroit at home, Detroit was in the, on the power play. 0506, there were a ton of five on three uh, called during the regular season. Guess what? Just for fun, there's there's a guy who's encapsulated all the Oilers' playoff goals that year in 06. There's more than four or five five on three power play goals for the Oilers. Two man power play goal. That you almost never see a five on three today because the officials don't want to. You know, you got to commit Harry Carey on the ice, right? It's unbelievable what you have to do now to end up getting a five-on-three. The Oilers had two-and-one game against San Jose in game five of that series that went six. And the fans of the Shark Tank were losing it because they used to call that. Now what happens? Got to manage the game. Can't give one team too many power points. I'm not even – look, man. I You got Jay Bomeister, Colton Pareko, they're Edmonton guys playing for St. Louis. You got Maroon, who made an impact here in the community. David Perron, who's a good... Four guys. I know one guy in Boston, Jake DeBrusque. Right? I'm, I'm kind of hoping for St. Louis, but I'm neutral. I got no dog in the fight whatsoever. If you didn't watch that game last night and didn't think to yourself, man, Boston got screwed on the 2-0 goal. And it was a difference in the hockey game. And when you got teams that the officials have to officiate, not manage. Here's what Bruce Cassidy had to say on the non-call last night. I said I sat here two days ago or whatever it was. I said I, I believe these officials are at this level because they've earned the right to be here, and you should be getting the best. But I mean, the, the narrative changed after Game Three. There was a you know a complaint or whatever put forth by the opposition, and it just seems to have changed everything. I mean, the non-call on, on Achari, their player's on his way to the box. I mean, they're the only, it's right in front of the official. It's a slew foot. Our guy's gone. So the spotter took him to, to uh, took him out of the game for, for a possible uh, concussion. I mean, it's blatant. It's a big effect in the game. 
All right, as we're in the Oilers Now Audio Vault, brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings. In Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. It's funny, Brendan, the response I got last night on that tweet, I could tell which fans were Boston fans and which fans were St. Louis fans. Like, I'm, I'm, it's a neutral thing for me. It, it's like Vegas and San Jose. It was neutral for me. I respect both organizations. San Jose for being as good as they've been for as long as they have, and Vegas for accomplishing what they have over the course of the last two years. I'm sorry. That major penalty completely changed. It didn't just change and, uh, and dictate the outcome of that playoff series. It changed the entire outcome of the Western Conference playoffs because if Vegas wins... I'm not sure they're not playing in the Stanley Cup final, right? And again, they lost. In, you lose in four or five, the other team's better. Like, you watch the 1985 Stanley Cup playoffs, Edmonton and Philadelphia, and you watch game five, the highlights from that game. The Oilers won like 8-3 in that game. The Oilers look like a team that could play today because of the way they could skate and attack. And the Flyers look like something out of the 1970s. It was night and day, day. And that was really the only blow in the entire series. But the Oilers had the ability at that time to get... It went. It was over in five. Now, in 87, the Oilers had to go to seven. And what's remarkable about that to me is that the Oilers had a better team in 87 than they did in 85. Every player will tell you that. That was a... I've asked Wayne Gretzky. I've asked Mark Messier. Kevin Lowe. Glenn Anderson. Grant Fe- they all say the same thing. The 87 team is the best team we had. Oilers were up three games to one against the Flyers in that series. Came back to Edmonton. We're up 3-1 in the third period at home. And to the Flyers' credit, they rallied and they battled hard. They made it a hell of a series. They won game six at home. They got, you know how many power plays Philadelphia had in game six? And we're going back to, they had like nine power plays in that game. Think about that today. Well, we had that. We had St. Louis in the, now what was, what was Boston on the power play in game three? Were they four for four in that game? Was that the game that he was upset about, uh, the Chief Craig Berube? Anyhow, I will say this. I actually think St. Louis is a little better than Boston. Based on the five games we've seen so far, I think the Blues might be... Boston's power play was clicking in Game 3. But 5-on-5, five five, I think St. Louis might be the better team. It doesn't take away what happened last night. And they ha- I-, I think it's got to force change. I had I had a Eastern Conference executive say to me today, you know what? You know, the Jacobs family, that is a big-time power family in the National Hockey League. This might be the best thing for fans of the NHL if this happened to Boston. Right? Might be the best thing because it might force some changes. My personal theory on this is we've conditioned officials to manage instead of refereeing or officiating, right? And, and okay, so there's a slight movement in the standard from, well, this is significant movement from the regular season till the playoffs. But you got to make that call. You can't, well, you know, they've already had three power plays and St. Louis has only had one and they already come. No, 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 just make the right call. And anybody who doesn't think one call can't change the impact of one game or a series where it goes six or seven games... When teams are that good and that close, damn straight it can change the outcome of a game. Anybody that's ever played a competitive team sport, when you've ran up against somebody else who's got a, you know another team that's just as good as you, one call can change it. How many of you, Brendan, you were, I saw you on Twitter. 
basketball game, game mm-hmm. two. I was over at Yanni's oh, Taverna man. for the first half, and you were losing. You were you <laughs> and all composer. all of you all, all the younger guys, and like I follow, uh, you know, respectfully, I follow all the old guys, all the like all, all, and it was hilarious watching all you guys lose it over the amount of call. And you know my theory: veteran teams get veteran calls. You had a team cavalcade of stars. There's no question Golden State got some calls early in game number two of that series. Yeah, they did. Absol- now, I, I got to ask you, Bob, because we're getting this on the text line right now. I saw it all over Twitter. What do you say to those people who say that Achari uh, embellished on that play? It looked like he was put in an awkward spot. From, I thought so, too. That's that's what I thought. Uh, did he... Uh, I mean, they, he got pulled from the game by the concussion spotter. Right, like I now, I, I will tell you, I get up when Connor got the embellishment call. I was mad on the air. There are guys, you old school guys will remember this guy, Bill Barber, from the Flyers. He was a diver. Okay, um, Neymar, Brazil, diver. Lionel Messi, not a diver. Cristiano Ronaldo, just a whiner. Right, but. Like Neymar dives and embellishes calls. There's other guys. You could kick them as hard as you could from behind in the Achilles tendon, and they weren't going down in soccer, in football. Some guys will tell you closer to the equator, more likely they are to dive. That's one of the theories that's out there. Guys from Iceland, they don't dive. Some people would tell you that. You know, it's kind of frowned upon, right, in hockey circles? Right, we kind of frown upon it a bit. You're not really. Bill Barber definitely died back in the '70s, man. That's one guy. That, Glenn, An- now here's one for you. Glenn Anderson. He played a scary game. He knew how to protect himself on a net drive. Right, he could flick that. You hooked him. You were getting that stick. Right, and hey, we're Oilers fans. That was our guy. We loved Glenn Anderson. Is one of my three or four most favorite Oilers players of all times, and he brought it. But he was not a diver trying to draw. Some people said Wayne Gretzky was a diver at times in his career. Connor McDavid, not a diver. Uh, fair for the people texting the show at 630, 630. It's a fair comment about, you know, the Achari play. Well, it kind of looked like maybe he oversold it a little bit. I had a guy respect last night right when it happened. He said the same thing to me. Man, he, he oversold it, made it look worse. I don't care. It was a penalty. And when it leads directly to a scoring chance, they got to make the call. And that's that's what made me so upset watching that Ethan Bear play at Bakersfield. I was like, uh-oh. That's, you know, and then they lose the game in quadruple overtime and losing six. One call. Usually the only guys, Brendan, that really dispute that, the impact of one call, are guys that have spent time as officials. And it's a thankless task. I'm the first to admit to it. And just so you know, when my daughter played indoor soccer... I was the parent that never said a word, never yelled at a 12 or 14-year-old kid that was roughing eight or nine or 10-year-old kids, right? Would never say anything. But when it comes to this, when every hey, when we're talking professionals and everybody's getting paid, okay, uh, I'm sorry, man, that, that, that was a tough play. And the only positive, maybe, is that it happened against Boston, and it may force the league to reevaluate how they do calls and come up with some solutions to make it better. It's 12.25 in Edmonton. We'll go back into the Oilers now. Audio Vault at 1 o'clock. Here's some comments from Brian Burke. When we return, NHL Today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. 
Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 12-28 straight off to NHL today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Get the hottest branded items for summer, like blankets, camping chairs, coolers, and outdoor games, and more. Here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. St. Louis can wrap up the Stanley Cup in Game 6 on home ice Sunday night. That's a 6 p.m. puck drop right here on 6.30, Chad. Blues forward Ivan Barbashev has a hearing with the league this afternoon for his high hit on Marcus Johansson last night. He was not assessed a penalty on that play. Dallas inked Matthias Janmark to a one-year $2.3 million contract extension. 26-year-old D-Man had 25 points in 81 games last year. Patrick Marlowe has listed his house in Toronto for almost $12 million, all but uh, indicating his time with the Leafs, as has been widely speculated, is likely done. And after losing Game 1, the Charlotte Checkers have rattled off three straight wins and are within one victory of a Calder Cup championship. They beat the Chicago Wolves 5-3 in Game 4 last night. They can win it all in enemy territory tomorrow night, Bob. Wolves have a couple guys I might look at uh, for maybe 11th, 12th forward spots, including Daniel Carr, maybe Curtis McKenzie. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy, And when we come back in Oilers Now, Elliot Friedman. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.